I'm Sherry Dunleavy, your inspirationista, host, and a grieving mom. Welcome to the Grief Anonymous podcast. Grief is a journey, and I'm 20 years into mine. No matter where you are in yours, I hope you'll join me as I provide you with information, tools, and experts to help guide you through the darkness of death into the light of living. Help is on the way. Right now, during this COVID-19 pandemic, we are really, really struggling with connecting with people. So many things that we do with other people have been curtailed because of this virus. I think about high school graduations and high school reunions and weddings and even funerals. And when you talk about funerals, you know, you can live stream a lot of things, but you want to comfort someone. And that is one of the most difficult things to do. It's not impossible, but it is one of the most difficult things to do during this pandemic. Well, I want to introduce you to my guest today, Laura Prisk. Laura and I actually connected as we were both speakers at a national virtual conference that was supposed to be an in-person conference that uh, transferred over to becoming a virtual event. And uh, Laura is a, a speaker and a coach. And we were in the process of talking on her podcast. Uh, about what I do in the Grief Anonymous and the grief world. And she was telling me something that she has been practicing since this pandemic. And it is one of the most beautiful things and one of the most beautiful expressions of care, concern, and love that that I have witnessed and I asked her to come on to this podcast so that she could share it all with you. So Laura, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. This is fun. That's the closest I get to teaching it in in space with people. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So we were talking about comforting people. And as a coach, you know, you you coach uh corporate teams, you coach individuals And coaching, I'm sure, is all about building relationship. And that's so easy to do in person. It is a little more challenging online, is it not? It is. And, you know, one of the things that I really count on is being able to tune into and draw on somebody's energy when I'm in space with them to really get a sense of who they are and where they are and how they're really feeling about what they're telling me and what they're sharing. And it also gives me that opportunity to create safe, warm, comfortable space for them to get vulnerable in because that's what happens when we're coaching and having deep, meaningful conversations. So it's harder online, but not impossible. Right. And so I would imagine that uh, a lot of your clients are, are going through what a lot of us are going through during this pandemic. And we're, we're really struggling in many ways. And the ways that we're used to reaching out and comforting one another um, are, are changing. And you've had some issues with some friends that have been going and dealing with some pretty tough things. And you started something organically and it's kind of taken on a life of its own now. So why don't you explain it a little bit? Well, really the the very first time I did this was probably, oh my goodness, in the nineties. 
my dearest, dearest, dearest friend had an ectopic pregnancy and ended up in the hospital and she was somewhere that I couldn't get to her. And I just so, I mean, we had been going through everything in life together for like 20 years. And, you know, there was just so much stress and anxiety and pain. And, and I wanted her to know that I was with her. So I went to a local gift shop looking for something to send her that she could snuggle up with and know that I was there. And what I found was the cutest, softest bunny rabbit in the stuffed animal section. And so I sent it to her with a heartfelt card saying, you know, this is a comfort bunny. I want you to know that when you see it, that I'm there with you, even if you don't see me. Mm -hmm. And so that was when it started. And so I have been doing that over the years with different people, sending them a comfort bunny. And then a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine was going through a divorce. And I was astonished. I thought, you know, that she had one of those really rock solid marriages. And so I went to the local gift shop to see if I could find a stuffed bunny. And as I was looking through all the animals that they had, this little aardvark, it, it's a, if you've ever looked at the jelly cat line of stuffed animals, and they're not sponsors or anything, I just happen to love their stuffed animals. But it was this funny looking little aardvark and it just like jumped out at me off the shelf and I was like, oh, it's you. And so I brought it home and I set it on my desk and I was looking for packing materials to send her and I was gonna send her a card and as I sat there thinking about what I would say to her, this whole story just blew up in my head about how, you know, my name's Marveline and I'm one of a whole family of comfort animals and we have this stealthy secret society and, and we go out to people who are having a hard time to comfort them and let them know they're not alone. And so I wrote her this whole story and and so it's become a thing. And so through the pandemic, I've been doing this and, and with the way we can shop online these days and send stuff to people, you don't even have to go to the store, right? So I can anonymously, if I have a mailing address, send a comfort creature and it's been cows, it's been dragons, it's been bunnies, it's been cats. And I'll just put a note in that says, you know, hey, my name's Hazel, I'm a comfort cow, and watch for the floral envelope in your mail for my story, and then I mail the story. And so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and so um, you try to do this as anonymously as possible now, but at the beginning, you were doing it as a way to reach out to a friend who was grieving. And I want to know how she reacted to that. She, <laughs> she, you know, and for as long as I've known her, she's had that bunny in a prominent place and, and she knew my heart. And so that was the extension of me when we couldn't be together. And even now with some of the women that I've sent it to, sent bunnies or animals to that know that it came from me. Mm -hmm. When I know they're having a hard time, I'll, I'll send them a text or a note and say, hey, you know, remember bunnies with you. So I'm with you. Let me know, you know, how I can help, but just know that you're getting hugs from me long distance. What I love about this, Laura, is that this is, this is a, a beautiful way to comfort and support someone that you love and care about. And really, you were not present, but you were. You were able to be there with them without physically being there with them. Do you, are you one of those people that just naturally knows what to do or say to help comfort someone? 
or was this a, a better way to express that comfort um, for you? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I guess you'd have to ask the people that know me how they, how they experience me in those situations. I don't always feel like I know what to do or say, and so I try to at least show up in some way, shape, or form, even if it's literally to just acknowledge, to say, oh my goodness, I can't imagine how you must feel going through this, and I don't know the right thing to do or say, but I want you to know I love you, I'm here, I'll hold the space with you, whatever I can do, I will do it. And that is the perfect thing that you can say. It, it truly is. I, I, when I wrote my book, I, I wrote it because I believe that there are so many people that don't know what to do or say, or think that there is a perfect thing to do or say. And we're so caught up with either wanting to do the perfect thing or so afraid of doing the wrong thing that it keeps you from doing anything at all. Why do you feel it's so important, you know, especially as someone who is a coach, why do you think it's so important that people reach out to one another, not just in the good times, but in the difficult times when it is least comfortable? Because I think we're, you know, even for those of us who are introverts and recharge our batteries with the long time, we're still wired to be connected. That's where the depth and the, the richness and the life happens is with other people. And I just think it's so important to work at those connections, to nurture them, to, to reinforce them, whether it's good times or bad times or neutral times. And I think one of the things that I'm grateful for with the pandemic is that I think it's really made people acutely aware of who's really in my life. Who really matters most? Who am I going to really make the effort to stay connected with as opposed to a lot of the more superficial connections that we have with people? I think that it also allows us the opportunity to reach out to people and lift them up too. I noticed that I have been doing that a lot, especially at the beginning when the weather was cold and you literally couldn't even sit out on your front porch. You were confined to the four walls of whatever room you were in or whatever home you were living in. And, and you couldn't get outside um, because the weather was so inclement. So um, I made sure that people knew that I valued them, that I loved them. I texted, I called, we had family Zooms. I think people were probably Zoomed out about at this point. <laughs> but at the same time, um, the weather has broken and it's, it's a lot nicer and, and we can get out and at least see our neighbors sitting on their porch mm -hmm. across the street. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think the other thing that's been important for me is for as long as I can remember, as little as I can remember being, I have always loved getting real mail. Like knowing that the mailman's going to come every day or mail lady's going to come every day is like magic. You know, who knows what could show up in the mailbox. And so the power of anything in real mail is huge. Even if it's just a short handwritten note, you know, a postcard, whatever it is, I try to, you know, pay attention to things people are talking to me about. Like there's 
here's, here's my com secret confession. There's somebody I recently connected with on LinkedIn that we were sort of joking back, back and forth. And I don't know how we even got to it, but it was about our love of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, but I like the ones with um, maple and coconut. I'm really not into the fruit filled ones. And he's like, oh yeah, I like maple and coconut too. Well, I managed in the course of our conversations to get his mailing address out of him. And next week, I'm going to send him a box of chocolates. We haven't talked in probably five weeks. So when it comes, he'll be surprised. But I want him to know I was really, truly paying attention. That is, that's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching. And, and, and people, I'm sure that you've, you have coached have gone through some tough times, maybe trying to bounce back, maybe trying to, you know, make a better life. What are some of the, the tools maybe that you could offer for someone who's listening that might be going through some kind of, of grief or loss right now? It might not be the death of someone that they love, but it could be, you know, a divorce or losing their job or, you know, not being able to graduate or having to postpone the wedding. I know for me, um, a lot of the, the events that I was looking forward to, to, to be a guest speaker, you know, they have canceled and the travel involved in that was going to be fun and exciting. So we all go through disappointments, but we all can be learning uh, to, to bounce back that resiliency. How, what are some tools that you could offer us? Well, you know, give yourself, as you would tell people, I'm sure, you know, give yourself the space to feel the feelings and grieve whatever it is you've lost. What I've been learning over the last few years really truly is that the science behind this is, you know, emotions are energy moving through our body and they literally last like between 30 and 90 seconds for the actual sensation of a physical emotion to flow through your body. And yet we make up so much effort and energy trying to avoid them. So sit with your feelings, allow yourself to grieve whatever you've lost, but then shift into dream. Like, what would I like to create? If this is a starting over point, what would I really like to be doing? And I, and I don't want to downplay this. I have lost my job. I've gone through divorce. They are traumatic things, really, truly, but we keep waking up in the morning, so there's more for us to do. And a lot of people I know are talking about, well, I've been laid off or I've lost my job or I don't know if I'm going to get to go back full time or part time. And many of them I know didn't really love what they were doing to begin with. So what if as we move through this time, we could imagine some new thing that we could step into a job, a project, an activity, a community that we would really love, that would spark us up, that would, would light us on fire and get us energized to get up in the morning and create an action plan for how we would move into that mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to get back into what we stepped out of that maybe we didn't like in the first place. And, and I do have a number of tools one of them is a simple vision exercise that I'd be more than happy to share with folks listening to this if they want it. It's a writing assignment that you do over a couple of weeks, and it helps you really distill what matters most to you and what you'd like your whole life to look like. Right. Because grief is a chapter in the book of your life. It's not the yes. entire book. And we can move through it and we can, we can take what we need from it 
and and move on. There are gifts in this, uh, lessons to be learned. Um, does not mean that we do not miss our loved one dearly, that we are not devastated through that they are no longer with us. But we, like you said, we are still here. So we need to focus on the what now and what's next. And mm -hmm. instead of the why, why did this have to happen? And so I, I really appreciate that. So I want to thank you very much for sharing your story with us, your, your story of, I like to call it compassionate action. You know, we can have the best feelings that we want for someone and we can do the, you know, uh, hugs and prayer emojis on a, on a Facebook post, but you go that extra step to make someone feel comfort, to make someone feel cared about and to make someone feel loved and valued. And I thank you for sharing that with our listeners today. Thank you for the opportunity. It's my pleasure truly to be here with you. I'm Sherry Dunleavy, and you've been listening to the Grief Anonymous podcast. For more information on today's guest, the Grief Anonymous program, or the Grief Resource Network, go to griefanonymous.com or griefresourcenetwork.com. For more information on my book, workshops, or talks, go to sherrydunleavy.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for listening.